Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today, I have the pleasure to chat with American country singer, songwriter, producer, American Idol season 14 contestant, Laurel Taylor. This news episode, Laurel shares what her experience on American Idol was like, admiration for Carrie Underwood, Vince Gill, behind the creation of singles, Old House, Mama Prayed, a thought she can never seem to escape, what she thinks about the ever-growing music industry, and more. Now, with that being said, hope you enjoy my conversation with Laurel. Laurel, hello. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm 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 doing really well. I mean, let's let's talk about right off the bat. I mean, CMA Fest just wrapped up. Um, what was that experience like for you? Um, well, you know, being in Nashville, uh, it's super common to, you know, go downtown and see all the people and all the stars and the artists and um just all the opportunities and the events that you get to do. And uh you just never know who's gonna see you. Um, no matter what stage you play on, wherever you are, you can play on the side of the street and somebody's gonna notice you, you know. So it's just super cool to connect with everybody in the community. I guess the question that I would probably post to you is like if there was one artist that sort of sort of stuck out stood out to you um during the whole cma fest who would that be um i would either say jody messina or um there's a christian artist named ann wilson and i love that she flips on both sides and she got to play some of her original stuff so it's just super cool to see the artist um play in different genres and appeal to different crowds so yeah, and and I guess there's there's so many different people that you kind of were. I, I guess like when it comes to CMA Fest or country music in general, I guess there's a lot of people who now look at people like, um, you know, Dalton Dover, um, who look at people like Jelly Roll. Yeah. Um, and now there's this, but you know, there's this whole slew of other artists that have done it before and have done it for a long time. Cody Johnson, for one. Yeah. Uh, but one performance that stood out to me was Tim McGraw. Yeah. Um, when he brought up the children. I love yeah, yeah, yeah. that. That was oh, yeah. like, that, yeah. that was one of the pinnacle moments of the CMA Fest to me. Even though people can say, you know, Carrie Underwood was good or Lainey Wilson. Yeah. But Tim McGraw doing that is, is that, that yeah. was a big statement. And I like when he does that. Um, I mean, there's, there's got to be artists also. I mean, we've, I guess when we're talking about artists now, Vince Gill has for sure come up with your name. Um, yeah. I mean, was there songs that sort of stood out to you by Vince that you kind of hold close to your heart? Um, honestly, it's every instrument he can play. Uh, that really stuck out to me. And when I first moved to Nashville, I went to the Time Jumpers is his band. That he plays on like Monday nights at 30 and Lindsley. And uh, I got the opportunity to meet him backstage and hang out with him. And it was just super cool to know that. I mean, he's just an ordinary guy, you know, and he's just super talented, super gifted. And uh, there's always a story to songs. And so I respect the artists that take the time, you know, to share the story or whatever that looks like writing it. And um, it just goes a long way. You know, it it, it appeals uh, and it's just different for different people to take it how they want to hear it, you know, the perspective of the song. So. Well, obviously me being a Vince Gill fan myself, I mean, there's been a lot of songs that, that have really, I guess, hit home for me. And, you know, when I'm listening to Vince's music, it's not only timeless, um, but it's honest. And yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. he is. Like he's an honest man. He's he is. Well, people can, Ask him a. I remember him asking, being asked a question at the CM. What is it? I think CMT Giants. Okay. Um, and it was, I think, um, 
uh, I forget who it was. It was on the Bobby Bones show. Uh-huh. And they were interviewing him backstage at, or on the carpet. And, and they were asking him um, something about, you know, being recognized that night and what he felt in yeah. that moment. And he says, you know, people can say that I like the spotlight pretty mm-hmm. much. And he's like, I don't, I don't have a care for it. You know, like yeah. I appreciate being under the spotlight, but I don't have anything that I'm like really longing to be in the spotlight for. Yeah. You know? And that's the type of guy Vince was. And I mean, from songs from whenever you come around to when I call your name to one more last yeah. chance. I mean, yeah. and now I want to get into talking about songs that you have written or co-written. I didn't know this, but you co-wrote Blake Shelton's uh, Old Red. Um, no, my mentor is Don Goodman. Ah. Old Red. Yeah. It's super cool. He yeah. he's the one who taught me how to write. He's the one that taught me how to write story songs. And um, he has been a grandfather <laughs> ever since day one in Nashville. So, yeah. And and what do you think about Blake Shelton's now uh, departure from The Voice? Uh, have you have you had the chance to really like think about what his legacy has meant on that show? Oh, yeah. I have a lot of friends that went on The Voice and chose Blake for that. You know, that, that reason he's just a great um, respected coach, but hey, Reba's taking over, so let's go. <laughs> She's respected too, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm curious to know who those friends of yours are that have been on The Voice or been on shows like that. Who are we talking about here? Yeah, Allison Bray was one of them. Uh, that she's like a, a we we call her like a Anna Nicole. <laughs> you know, she looks very similar to Anna Nicole, Allison Bray, and Courtney Ramirez. Um, she did it and, uh, she chose Molly Cyrus. So I think, I think it was Molly and then it was Blake. So it's just cool how, um, you know, it's just all about style. I'd honestly go, if I did the voice, I would have went with, um, Adam Levine for sure. You know, his style's more the pop style for me and where I'm leaning towards. So. Absolutely. And I want to talk about American Idol um, just for a brief moment because um, you've had experience on there, but I guess it wasn't, I guess it wasn't long to be uh, quite uh, honest. Um, You were, I guess, eliminated in Hollywood rounds. Yes. The Uh, last day of Hollywood. Um, And, and tell me about the, the experience. What was it like and, and sort of what emotions were you going through during the whole journey as a whole? Well, I'll tell you, it was nerve wracking. Um, I'm not a nervous person when it comes to being on stage and things that just doesn't happen with me. Um, But this was a little different because you basically have like one shot uh, to show up. And if you don't, you don't. And they don't look at that as, oh, come back later. It's I mean, the last day was very hectic because it was the group round. it was like you had lightning round, you had all these different, you know, group rounds. And then there was this one that you could pick your own group and uh, you either chose to stay up all night and learn the song together or go to sleep. And we were called Team No Sleep. So we didn't sleep. And it was miserable because you need sleep for your voice. And so it's a matter of um, and that was a few, you know, years ago. So it's like, I would know how to handle it a little better and be a lot more healthier than I was then. And I didn't take it as seriously as I could have. Um, 
And you need to be like focused when you're there. You don't need to worry about the people around you or the competition. You're just there for you, you know, and just sing your best, do your best. And that's all you can do. Um, And I think that's what messed me up, screwed me up is not getting enough sleep and just being friends with everybody, truly, (laughs) you know. And if you were to get the chance to redo it all over again, would you try out again for American Idol and and give it another crack? No, I would not. Uh, I am done with competitions. Um, I think that is for people that either have a longing to be in the spotlight or they just want to be noticed. Um, And it's something you have to try. But where I'm at as an artist, established artist, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going, you know. And I don't need that, truly. Yeah, I, and I, I want to have this important conversation about just that we are just ta- what you're talking about. And I feel this is such an important question to ask. And I've always wondered what artists kind of think about on a daily basis when it comes to those things specifically. I mean, do you think that there is like, I, I don't know how to say this, but it's like, do you think that there's a frequency now that you're seeing artists just wanting the spotlight for the sake of having the spotlight rather than making their music effective and meaningful. Do you think that there's a frequency that we're seeing people want to do that more often than actually writing true music? Yeah, I believe that an everyday thing. And I think that's something that each artist has to fight every single day. Do you want to be relevant? Uh, Do you want to be popular? Do you want to be untruthful? You know, um, there's all kinds of options. And for me, I'd rather write a really good story and a really catchy song than it have, you know, me sell out and be like, that's nothing like I would write. That's nothing like I would sound like, but everybody wants it. That's just, I refuse to do that, you know, and I'm very outside of the box. And I feel like every day there are artists that just say, hey, this is working. Let's just keep doing it. And that's just not the case for me. It's not where where's your purpose at you know where's the importance in that so yeah and I'm, i want to read a quote that you said about um you defining your music and i found it interesting you said i was i always want to write an encouraging message that the listener can relate to i want to tell stories of hope and restoration and lyrics that bring life to any situation you may be going through i want to give the listener encouragement to keep moving forward and never giving up um do you feel that's still a current thing for you now moving forward as an artist to keep that same mentality going um, while it's still also holding that, I guess, purpose that you've been wanting to be an artist for a long time or want to be a country artist for a long time? Besides being in Nashville, that's that's we can we can talk about that in another day, but that's a whole other subject. But I, I guess chasing the dream alone is another one too. Yeah. Um, is there, is, is it currently the same thing for you moving forward as an artist? Like, Yes. Um, I would rather, you know, bring hope and life to somebody than waste their time, you know, playing these songs and showing off. Um, I don't feel like chasing the dream is the way I would put it anymore. It's mainly just, walking in it every day, knowing that this is what I'm created to do, um, music. (laughs) And, uh, I have a new song coming out in uh, July called Clarity and it's a country pop crossover, um, with a rapper Tadashi and that it just brings, it's not overly, um, 
as you would say, Christian, but it is uh, a positive message and it's super cool. Yeah. And I guess now that like, there is a lot of, I guess I was talking to another artist on the podcast and I was, we were having this conversation about what she thinks about the whole crossover and genres nowadays and you know we were referencing people like taylor swift and we were referencing people like kelsey ballerini um and there's no disrespect i have towards kelsey ballerini or taylor swift but the honest truth is on that is kelsey ballerini is country because she has country roots but when you listen to her music is it true country music not really um it, it it's really not because when you think about true country music, I look at people like Mo Pitney. I look at people like Rhonda Vincent. Um, that's true country. And But nowadays, I guess now we're looking at music as a whole. Now it's like pop rock or is it country pop? Yeah. Because now people are shifting from country to pop music because now and now it's not, you know, country country anymore. Right. Um, and I, I want to get that straight for people. It's like, it's no disrespect towards the artists and what they're doing. It's yeah. just the pure truth behind it. It's the, you know, the music isn't what it was before. Um, it's changing. Um, and so what is your view on that? I, I'm curious to know, um, how do you sort of perceive the whole genre thing? Yeah. Um, and and I, I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, it also goes hand in hand, not just a genre, but if you look on Broadway on in Nashville, um, the Broadway strip used to be like Tootsie's and that was more uh, the stage and second fiddle. Now it's like, oh, Old Red, Jason Aldean, Florida Georgia Line, uh, Miranda Lambert, all these different bars because it's trendy. It's up to date on today. There's a mall down there. You know, those things were not down there when I played on Broadway. Um, it has really evolved into this generation. And it's the same with the music. The music has to evolve to this generation to reach this generation. And so it's kind of up to the artist, like, hey, do you want to lean toward this or lean toward this? And so there's country music that I have out, but there's also a variety of worship, pop, rap. There's all kinds of things you can find on me because my roots are country, but I want to appeal to this generation. If I'm trying to reach it, I need to make it sound like that. Right. And I love Loretta Lynn and um, Vince Gill and George Strait and all these ones that like we grew up on for country music. And, you know, even today I will pick up the phone and call a label or radio station more than I would email because I'm still the face-to-face person. I'm still like, they need to hear your voice. They need to hear the tone of your voice. They need to hear the personality. Like we have lost touch of real and raw. And so I think it goes all hand in hand. It's just, it's just kind of what it is. It's not going to change and it's probably going to get more electronic, you know, um, with I'm a, I'm a producer myself, so electric, you know, uh, electronic programming, computer programming, those sounds are popular, you know, and it just is what it is. You have to add a loop to it, make it catchy, you know. It can't just be some raw guitar anymore. So it's kind of sad, but it's where we're at in music. So yeah, and I want to also talk about um, something that happened, I guess, here in our city in in Toronto or 
and or in Canada, because today I guess with thirteen hundred sort of I guess radio employees or radio or I guess how much was I think it was six radio stations, um across Canada or across Toronto were all now like. I guess what's the word to say it? I, I guess like shuttled, or mm. people were laid off their jobs now, um, mm. and a lot of hosts now are like jobless with because of people or media or media brands. I guess to say that media brands cutting jobs because they can't afford to pay everybody um, due to the I guess the 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 rise of public platforms or digital platforms. Um, like we were talking about how things are now electronically uh, mm-hmm. transforming, right? Like it's like yeah. if if you were to talk to me about radio, um, and people listen to country music on the radio, that that might be a whole different thing wherever depending on where you live. But yeah, I guess it as as a whole, when you look at it, when you listen to music on radio, I don't think how many people like you can ask somebody. How many people do do you listen to radio on? Do you listen to music on radio? Um, right. And how much of that answer is going to be no? And how right. much of the answer is going to be well? Did you listen to an Apple Music or Spotify? And that's probably going to be your growing, right? Your growing numbers, right? Like, and it's same thing with radio in general. You know, it's like how many people listen to the radio? Yep. Pretty much not that much. Yeah. And now it's like more on Apple Podcasts and more podcast streaming platforms. Um. So that's that's like really like interesting to me how this whole thing is now shifting um one by one. Um I mean there's there's so many things that you can talk about in terms of that, but um you've got a lot of music out as well. Um and uh you've got holding on to you, uh featuring Gabby Callwood Callwood in twenty twenty one, you had New Life featuring Big Al in twenty twenty one. You're all I need in 2021. Sounds like a line. Don't it in 21. Be real featuring Charles D. King holding on to your remix on Freedom Old House. I want to talk about Old House because that's an interesting one. And and you, yeah. I guess, researching more about that song and, and looking on articles about what you said about the song, you said, I guess there was a question raised about what if there was a lyric in that song that stood out to you? What would it be? And you said, bringing up my past is like robbing a house that is empty. Um, can you elaborate more on what that means and and what it means to you? Yeah, I'll I'll tell you. Like, I got really tired of people talking about the old me or the old self or the failures. They bring up you know things I did in the past that were just wrong or you know um, wasn't morally correct, and it's it's really annoying to be categorized or um put in this box of like oh that that's who they were you know and that's who they'll always be kind of thing and that's that's honestly degrading and it's like it makes you not want to get back up you know and so in that in that time I was like hey it's it's honestly like robbing this house that you know it, it just feels like I, I tried to paint this picture of a house that I lived in uh from failures and choices and um community that I surrounded myself with and then saying, Hey, like, I don't live there anymore. You know, um, I can just walk out of that house anytime. It's, it's a choice when we sit in things, when we sit in struggles, when we sit in that depression or anxiety or whatever emotional thing, it's a choice that we sit in. I believe that. And your mind has to get strong and the strength and say, Hey, like you can do this, you know, 
get up and do it. So um, that's kind of where that comes from. It's just like, it's just like robbing my past. That's not there. You know, it's not there anymore. So. Yeah. And you also had another lyric in that song. You said, I told myself so many lies and I started to believe them that those window shades could hide the shame and hurt that I was feeling. Um, I mean, what, what lyric, I guess, what's the meaning behind those lyrics? Um, I'm curious to know. So that's the second verse. Um, I told myself so many lies and I started to believe them. I told myself so many lies that I just started to believe them in my brain um, that they were true. Uh, I would, you know, if you get up and you say the sky's green every day, you're going to believe the sky's green eventually. And I told myself that I wasn't worth it. Um, I wasn't beautiful. Um, I didn't just, I didn't deserve good. Um, And the more you believe it, the more you train yourself to, have more failures and train wrecks. And so, um, and then the, that those four walls could hide the shame and the hurt that I was feeling inside those walls of the house is how I hid my personality, my true self, my, my character. Like I, I, nobody knew I was struggling the way I was or, depressed the way I was or just beaten down. I I went to the house and I hid, you know, I hid behind those walls. I hid behind those doors. And when I'd come out, I'd have a smile on my face kind of thing. So everybody has an old house. Absolutely. Well, I mean, there's another song that you released, um, Hear the Thunder, but um, the song I want to talk about is Mama Prayed. Um, That's a real uh, personal one to you. And obviously you released that on Mother's Day. Talk to me about the whole creation behind that and I guess what the process was like behind that. Yeah. Song. Well, I'll tell you, it was um, obviously my mama prayed for me, but, uh, you know, I started it with just the chorus um, and little long about a year after I, I told myself like, okay, n- next year. So this year I'm going to release a Mother's Day song and I had it written but it had to be rewritten for um, a lot of a lot of purposes, having other co-writers on it and just getting it stronger. You know, we're strength, you know, together. And um, so I kind of wanted to paint a picture of like there's so many moms out there that have to let their child go. There's so many dads out there that have to let their children go. Like parents have to let their kids go eventually and let them fly. And so we painted this picture of me going to Nashville and just doing whatever I wanted. And I actually painted in the second verse that like I put in there that, um, I was so drunk that, that, that line about, uh, throwing up in the bathroom sink, like my mom told me being at home at her home in Alabama, that she could feel how sick I was and how in trouble I was. And like, that's a mother for you, like a love of a mother. So I thought it would relate so many different ways, not just calling it mama prayed, but mama cared, mama loved, you know, mama went to bat for me, you know? So that's kind of where it was at. Yeah. And um, I guess now going back to what we were talking about earlier um, about your musical inspirations or people that stood out to you during CMA Fest, you said Ann Wilson and Ann Wilson had a song with Hillary Scott of Lady A. Um, I think it was called Mama's Do. Not sure what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, mamas. It, it's, yeah, yeah, mamas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, 
Um, and and that song pretty much um is I guess on the same wavelength now. Yes. Um, as Mama prayed, and now you're seeing a lot of these songs come out. And I guess one of the artists that stood out to me more often it was Ashley McBride, mm-hmm. um, because she's done songs like that a lot. Um, obviously she's done songs like "Girl Going Nowhere." Obviously that's been one of her more popular songs these days. Um, and now she has a song called "Light on the Kitchen." Um, and she's a whole uh, Lindaville. Welcome to Lindaville album out as well. Um. I guess it's I guess it's really cool to see people doing things like this now um mm-hmm. and writing music that is personal to them and writing music that is yes. true to them and um I guess now like finding out like the whole process behind the creation of those songs I guess now I want to talk about the process behind writing songs because I guess people have different ways of doing it because people can start with the melody first people can start with lyrics first then come up with the melody last um how does it work in in your musical brain i guess honestly melodies go through my head all day long um lyrics do not come easy uh that's why i like to co-write but when they do come it's definitely like it's got to be something that was inspired uh by something I read or, or, or whatever. Um, and, or a a personal, um, testimony, you know? Um, and so, uh, I do produce, so I love to make beats and things. Um, and I cannot create unless there's music. So I will always put the music first. I'll always do, um, the notes and the different programming to it and then be inspired to be like okay what does this sound like what do these words need to say like you know sometimes the uh they call it the climatic like when you say like down but you go up in a verse or something like it's just super cool how you can create differently for the listener to catch on absolutely and um can you talk to me more about i guess um, your life growing up and, and what was that like for you? And I guess, how did you first get into music? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in the church and so I was singing at like 12 years old, <laughs> 11, 12 years old. My mom would take me to all kinds of different festivals and competitions and just put me in there. And I'd sing Jesus Take the Will by Carrie Underwood everywhere. And uh, I started to realize that maybe this is something I want to do. So I took piano for over 10 years um, and I taught myself guitar. And then I started to make uh, trips back and forth. My parents, um, about 15, 16 years old, I was going to Nashville. Um, First first studio I went to was Quad Studios. And that's where Taylor Swift started uh, to record. And um, I'll never forget the producer, George McClure. He said, um, you got to have the whole package. And I was like, okay, so I could sing. I knew I could sing and I knew I could play, but I couldn't write. So I went home and I practiced writing and uh, it was terrible. It was absolutely awful. And uh, when I met Don Goodman, um, when I moved to Nashville at 18, he's the one that trained me how to hear the melodies and hear the lyrics that go with it and the storyline and how it all connects. And it was just I had it in me. I just didn't know how to pull it out. And he pulled it out of me, truly. Absolutely. Well, I want to play a little game with you here, and it's called How Deep Will You Go? Got it. Um, And um, it's three levels. Level one is icebreakers. Level two is confessions. And level three is getting deep. Um, And the first question for icebreakers is, 
I guess what's a place you need to travel to before you die? Uh, Hawaii. Any 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 reason why you pick Hawaii? It's just it's just beautiful. I just I want to go to Hawaii. I've been to Canada, so <laughs> I want to go oh, to Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> okay. So where where have you been in Canada? Uh, Fredericton. Um, it's called Su. Is it Suix or? Uh, well, I did go on the Buffalo side over to the Niagara Falls, so I have been on the Ontario side and all that. But uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick is what it's called. It's super confusing. That's a whole nother world, Canada. I love it though. I, I mean, I mean, we appreciate that you love Canada. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's a great country. It's a great country, and um, yeah, we I just wrapped up um a, a trip, a cruise trip to uh, Alaska. Uh, just recently uh, we went to seattle we went to sitka to um all places in, in alaska and wrapped up in victoria bc then um, made a separate trip to calgary and um uh, up to banff to lake louise to that's amazing um, and yeah so it, it it's a great thing and once like when you're like in your airbnb when you wake up in the morning all you see is the mountains right in front of you it's beautiful yeah you know that's that's the that's the beautiful part and I guess the second question on um on this game is confessions. Um, are you happy? And explain. Um, yes. Uh I always say happy and joyful. Happy is can be temporary, but joyful's forever. And so I'm both. Um, I'm very happy what I'm doing, I'm very content with what I'm doing. I know I have purpose in this world and I know uh what I'm called to do, and that's to love people every day and um and I'm happy with myself, happy in my skin, you know, uh, in the music I'm making and I'm a family person. So I have people around me that love me. So yes, I'm happy. <laughs> and yeah, and that, that goes hand in hand with what you said about your view on success. You said who you are and what you do for others and enjoy what you do every day and make success. And, right. um, to wrap up, I guess the last question would be what's a thought you can never seem to escape. Um, I'll tell you, I always think about success every single day and this is deep, but I am very scared to be successful because we should be scared of ourselves. Um, I don't, I wouldn't trust myself as far as I could throw myself. And so that's something that for me, I have a faith in the Lord. And so that's what I lean on. Um, and so I'm very scared to be successful. So never know. <laughs> I'm I'm actually interested to know why you believe that. Is is it just because you're you're afraid to know what comes next after that if you do become successful, or is it just everything as a whole when it comes to success yeah. in general? I've just had such a hard journey, and I haven't been presented success in a good way. Um, it's always pertained to drugs or drinking or just the wrong crowds. And so I'd love to know what success looks like in a joyful way and a good way in a morally good way, you know, the right way. So. Absolutely. And, um, I guess one last question that I would uh, ask you is what is the most memorable mountaintop moment? Like the kind that makes you want to go home and call your parents about. I have those every day. That's not a hard question. Like something really cool happens every day. Like it's just 
when when you're supposed to get that contact or you're supposed to get that moment, I mean, it's super cool. I've got a um a series coming out on Netflix, net Netflix, like I think like next year or something. I got a call that I wrote a song for veterans and they are using the theme song. Like that's just super cool. Like I get to go to Hollywood, you know, and see it. And so I can't really say much about it, but that's I'm kind of in under agreement, but still like, it's just super cool. Those are the kind of things that you look forward to every single day, you know, and just whatever brings you to move forward. That's just it. Absolutely. Well, um, I guess this, this question right here is probably gonna, I guess has thrown people for a loop, um, has given people a hard time to answer, Great. Uh, but, but it's a, it's a tough question. I mean, if there was one person that is already in heaven that you would want to play a song with, who would it be? And what song would you play? Uh, it's not hard. My grandmother, she's in heaven. And uh, I'd either want to write a song with her or I'd want to sing the hymn because he lives one more time with her. Truly. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Thank you so much for chatting with me. I, I had such a blast uh, talking about all your music and exploring um, your song "Mama Prayed" um, and uh, all all of your music in general, and and having this important conversation about music in general. Um, I mean, you can connect with uh, Laurel on social media. Um, I will tag her uh, social handles in the description below. Um, to help support my show, please feel free to share with family, friends, or on social media. You can find me on all podcast streaming platforms. I've been your host, Chief McKelting. Thanks for tuning into the show. <laughs>